for a few moments this morning, if you allow me, on this topic of when deliverance is delayed. When deliverance is delayed. How many, how many know that we serve a mighty God? Does, any, does everyone here agree with that statement, that we serve a mighty God? We all love to talk about the wonderful, miracle-working power of the mighty God. Truly, He is a mighty God. He has all power in His hand. There is nothing that is too hard for God to do. Any problem that you might have right now or will have in the future is not too hard for God to solve. Any, any trouble that you find yourself in right now or in the future is not too hard for God to fix. Any situation that is related to your particular set of unique circumstances from your life is not too big for God to deal with and take care of. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter what the need is. It doesn't matter what situation is. It doesn't matter what the adversity is because God is a mighty God. It doesn't matter how strong the storm is. It doesn't matter how fierce the winds are. It doesn't matter how high the flood waters are. It doesn't matter how bad it looks to everyone around you. It doesn't matter how serious it looks right now because God is well able to meet your needs in just one instant of time. He is a mighty God. He is a mighty God, and we serve a mighty God. Can I get an amen this morning? If you have a financial need, no problem. A healing need, no problem. Marital need, no problem. Family need, no problem. Salvation need, no problem. Any need at all, it's no problem with God. It's no problem with God. Our God is a mighty God and He is able. He is able. No matter what you're facing, what you're going through, or what's about to come your way, we serve a God that is more than able because he is a mighty God. The word of God says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, he is able to always cause us to triumph. He is able to always bring the victory. He is a mighty God, a mighty, powerful, awesome, wonderful God. So today we have established that our God is able to meet your needs, whatever the need is. We have established that this morning, that God is able, more than able, no matter what your need is this morning. But what about when the, when the answer doesn't come right away? What about when, when that you've been praying for, it doesn't come right away? What happens when you get a different answer than the one we, we expect to get? What happens when we pray and things get worse instead of better? Anybody been there? What happens when deliverance is delay. Come on, somebody. You need to get excited this morning. So I'm about to wrap this up and just go home. 
What happens when deliverance is delayed? You, you, you serve a mighty God, but nothing seems to happen. Nothing is working out the way you thought it was supposed to work out. Why do we face difficulties even when we are doing what God told us to do? Why are we facing these trials in our life when these questions comes down? Does that, that affect our view of the almighty God that we serve? When all these questions come against us, we start, we start to wonder and we start to question the God that we serve. When the answer doesn't come, do we think differently from God? I'm talking to you this morning. When, when you're, when you're, when you're, 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 what you've been asking for, the breakthrough, the miracle is just not coming quick enough. It's just not, you're not seeing results quick enough. You've done everything that you're supposed to do. You, you, here you are, you go to church, you, you're faithful to God, you, you pay your tithes and, you know, and everything. Just You're doing what you're supposed to do and nothing it seems to be working out the way you thought it was going to work out. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Nothing it seems to be work at all. But what about when the answer doesn't come right away? What happens when we pray and things get worse instead of better? What happens when deliverance is delayed? Why do, we, why do we face difficulties even when we are doing what God told us to do? When the answer doesn't come, do we think differently about God? In the scriptures, Moses is, is lashing out at God because he has done what God has told him to do. But things have gotten worse instead of getting, instead of better. I've done what you told me to do, but you have not done anything. Lord, I've kept my part of the bargain, but you have not kept your part, God. You still haven't delivered us yet. Man, these are tough questions. You still haven't show up yet. You're still... You're still, we are still waiting for you to do what you have said you would do. I can hear the, the bitter cry of, of, of Mary and Martha as they wept. Jesus, where are you? Jesus, how, how come you have not come by here just yet? We're waiting for you. They call for the master to come, to be, to be. But he never did, and now it's too late because Lazarus, is dead. Mary weaves oven in a corner somewhere. Lord, I just don't understand. I am confused. Martha moans as she falls on, on, on her knees. Jesus, I thought you would have come. I thought you were our friend. But still, Jesus has not come yet. They're believing, waiting for the breakthrough and the miracle. But nothing come yet. That's important word right there. Yet. There are times in our life that things appear to be just like that. Things appear to be dead. Appears to be over. It appears that God has turned a deaf ear to you and your cry. Your dreams are dead. It looks like God has forgotten about you. You are desperate for an answer, but no answer has come. You feel like it's too late for God to do anything concerning your situation. You feel 
just like Martha did when her brother died. You too, you're too late, God. You cry out, God, where are you? But, but the wind picks up. You cry and, and slaps it back in your face again. You stagger along like a drunken man in your spirit as the enemy delivers more and more adversity to you. Man, we journey to life and, and we wonder, where is God? Where is my breakthrough? Where is my miracle in the adversity of life, the wind of life, the storms of life, the devil intensifies the, the pressure on you and you start to wonder and question, where is God? Man, I am faithful to the Lord. I've been serving to the Lord in, in all that I'm going through right now. But wait. Before you give up for good, let me, let me take another look. Off in the distance, I see God walking toward you on the storms of water of your adversity. I'm looking down the rough and dusty road of adversity in your life. And, and, and I think I see something coming toward you down the road. The Bible says, the Bible says, I will look to the hills from where, my, where comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. My help is coming right now. Ain't you glad that when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. When you're down discouraged, you can look up to the hills because where my help comes from, my help comes from the Lord. You know what? Man can't help me. Money can't help in this situation. Nothing can help. But the only one that can help me right now is to look and pick up my eyes and see the Lord is my redeemer. The Lord is my savior. The Lord is my healer. That's where my help comes from. Woo! My God. God never, God is never too late even when we think he is. Let me just preach to you for a moment today and tell you that God does all things well, even when it seems like a disaster. Even in the, in the mess of your life, even when things don't look right, God can still step into your situation. Oh, my God. You thought it was over. People have given up on you. People have, instead of picking you up, they have been kicking you. Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Those who you thought they were closest to you are the ones sometimes talking about you. Oh, my Lord. Let me preach to this. This is too holy over here. Let me preach to this side. Anyone know what I'm talking about this morning? That when instead of picking you up and encouraging you, all they do is talk about you on Facebook and Instagram and oh, whatever. You know what? But we're doing it in, in prayer. Can I get an amen? You know what? God is still faithful even in the midst, in the middle of your situation. Even when you fall in into a pit, oh my God, you can still get out of that pit. You can still climb your way out in that pit. God has his own plan and his own time clock for your life and for your deliverance. It's on God's clock. It's not on your clock. 
It's not in your timing. You always think that it have to work my way or the highway. God says, no, it's not the highway because I am the highway. It is my way. I determine when and how. You don't like this kind of preaching. I'm telling you why. God is still in charge. God is still on your side. Even though it might not look like it. But I've come to tell you, dear beloved, this morning, and those watching online, that God is still on your side. You can and you will eventually prevail over the disaster business of hell if you are willing to, be, to patiently wait on the Lord even when the answer hasn't come yet. You wait. The scripture tells us in Isaiah 40, 27, 29, it says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disguarded by, by God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases power of the weak. But then verse 31, it says, But those who hope, in some translation says, wait in the Lord, will renew their strength. Oh my God. But you have to learn how to... They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. If you can just wait on the Lord a little while longer, He will renew your strength. The answer haven't arrived yet, but it will renew your strength. In other words, my God, while you're going through it, oh my God, while you're going through it, He's renewing your strength. I can't make it another day. Here it comes. He renews your strength to make it through another night, another pain, another setback, another, oh my God. You know what? He's, but you, you need to learn how to wait. Don't get ahead of God and then don't get behind. Just keep tagging along. Just keep grinding, keep trusting, keep working. Am I preaching to anyone this morning? You, you just keep going, mind your own business. Oh my God. He will renew your strength. Why does he work that way? That he does. I don't know, but I do know this. We will understand it better by and by if we wait on the Lord. That we learn to wait upon the Lord. That we learn to trust in the Lord. In the book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 through 11 says... For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, it makes it bud and flourish, so that it, so it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, 
so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. You know what? God's ways are much higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He doesn't do anything just like we will do them. He doesn't think like us. But there's one thing that, that, that we do know, that God and that his, his word will not return back void. In other words, if he says it, it ain't going to come back. How many of you have broken promises before? When you promise something, it doesn't come through. You know what? God, if God promised you, it's going to come back. It's going to happen. It doesn't going to return back void. It will accomplish its intended purpose. If God has told you that he will do something in your life, you, you can count on it and, it and he will do it. The storms of life come to everyone, even the, to the child of God. Sometimes God calms the storm, and other times he gets on board with us and comes, uh, comes his child, and you ride out the storm with him. Ain't you glad? You know what? No, either way, it's a win-win for me. Come on. You know what? He, he helped me. He gave me the strength to go through the storm. If not, he'll climb in the boat with me. As long as Jesus is on the boat, this boat ain't going to sink. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you are just, come on, line up a little bit this morning. You know what? As long as Jesus is on the boat, this boat ain't going under. The storm may come. The wind may come. The flood may come. But as long as Jesus is in the boat, deliverance might be delayed right now, but keep on waiting on the Lord. You keep on trusting the Lord. You keep believing God. We look at the life of the Apostle Paul. I'm almost finished. We look at the life of the Apostle Paul and we say, what a great man. I wish I could be more like Paul. Oh, really? Let's look at, let's look at a bit more closely on, at his life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 10 says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the, the troubles we, we experienced in the providence of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we, so we despair of life, despair of life itself. In, indeed, we felt we have received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raised the dead. We, we, he has delivered us from such deadly perils. And he will deliver us again. On him we have said, said our hope that he will continue to deliver us. I tell you what, Paul has gone through all kinds. You think you got troubles today? Because Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays? And you think it's the end of the world? Paul had all kinds of setbacks. Notice what, what, what it says here about Paul. Paul had trouble. Paul, despair of life. Paul had the sentence of death in him. He stated that he would not trust in himself, 
but in God. Isn't that important right there? You know what? How many know sometimes self can get you in trouble? How many know sometimes self can get you in trouble? Sometimes you end up going places you should not be going to. Sometimes you're listening to things you should not be listening to. Sometimes you're watching things you should not be watching. Can I get an amen this morning? Sometimes self will get, in, get yourself in trouble. Sometimes you end up dating or marrying. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to skip that page. It's too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. Again, he talks of death and dying. And 2 Corinthians 11, 24, 28 says, Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with a rod. Once I was pleaded with stone. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent at night and day in the open sea. I have been continually, continually on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from band-aids, in danger from my Jewish followers, Jewish in, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toil and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. In the middle of his persecution, in the middle of his setbacks, he was worried about the church. Paul was a man that was used greatly by God, that he was able, he was also a man that suffered much for God. Paul suffered much pain, but what brought him through his, through what was his, um, his attitude toward the pain? What brought him to that? Through the pain that he was going through and, and everything that he was going through, what, what attitude toward him through that pain? He cared much more about the glory of God resting on him than he did the pain. You know what? We all go through setbacks. We all go through adversities. We all go through all struggles. But I tell you what Paul was saying, you know what? What I'm going through right now is to glorify God. Even in the middle of my trial, God's going to get the glory of what I'm going through. And not me, God's getting the glory. That is why his pain was turned into pleasure. Follow me for a moment. I'm almost done. His, this is why his pain was turned into pleasure. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 10. And, and, and least I should be exalted about measure. By the abundance of the revelation. Listen to this. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to, to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning these things, I plead with the Lord three times. That, I might de de that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Three times Paul said, man, take this away from me. In other words, I'd rather die than go into what I'm going through. But the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient. In other words, oh my God, whatever you're going through right now is the grace of God. I'm preaching to the wrong church this morning. 
I came to the wrong church. I need to drive a little bit down the road more. I think I missed the church. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the power of, that, the, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in need, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Man, I tell you what, in your weakness, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And when you are weak, you are strong in Him. It is not normal to take pleasures in infirmities and adversities. But the thing that Paul learned was that you must trust in God. In spite of what you're going through, he learned that, in it, that it is the pain and suffering that is at times the, stand, the steady and influence in our life. The heavy burdens can actually act as a blast for us. You know what? Sometimes the, the, the heavy burdens can actually work as a springboard. That's what I'm trying to say. To, for us to move forward. Sometimes don't, it's not always a, sometimes what you're going through is not always a bad thing. At the moment it is a bad thing. But when you look back, you can see, look how far I've come. When you look back, you look what, what God has done in my life. If God can do this for me, I know God can do that for you. If God brought me this far, God can, oh my God. If God be brought me this far, God can take me all the way. Five more, five more minutes, right? I'm, five more minutes, I'm done. Give me five minutes, I'm done. Dr. Thomas Lambia, a medical missionary to Africa, told about how he, how he forwarded many swift and bridgeless streams. The danger in crossing such streams lies in being swept off your feet and carried down stream to greater depths and herded to death on a hidden rock. Dr. Lambie learned from the native the best way to make such a dangerous crossing over a bridge. There's no, there's no bridge, there's not, just the river, the stream going by fast. He said, what I've learned from the local native is this. You find a large stone, the heavier, the better. And you lift it up to your shoulder and carry it across the stream. The extra weight of the stone keeps your feet solid on the bed of the stream while crossing. Oh, my God. Dr. Lambie drew this application. While crossing the dangerous streams of life, Enemies continuously seek to overthrow us and rush us down to ruin. We need to balance of burdens bearing a load of afflictions to keep us from being swept off our feet. Martin Luther once said, oh, affliction is the best book in my library. You know what? Sometimes the afflictions and the burdens you carry in your life, you're going through, sometimes those afflictions 
gets you, get you solid on the rock. And who is the rock? The rock of Jesus Christ. You, you get founded on the rock because when you're down and discouraged, guess who you call upon? Even an atheist starts calling on Jesus. You don't believe me? I've seen it. Everything, they, they don't believe in God until in, when they're healthy and got money in the bank. But I tell you what, when they, when they get a doctor report, things are changing a little bit. Walter B. Knight tells an, an American tourist who have just seen the Passion play, approach Mr. Lane who played the part of Christ. He asked, may I be photographed with, your, with you while I lift your cross? The tourist stopped to lift the cross, but he, but he couldn't. He, ex he extended more energy, but still could not lift it up. Looked at, looked at Mr. Lang, and he said, your cross is certainly heavy. Mr. Lang said, sir, I cannot represent Christ with a light cross. You know what? Sometimes, the, the, sometimes we carry heavy crosses. Sometimes the, the struggles of life, the burdens of life, the setbacks of life, the challenges of life, you know, the afflictions of life. My friend, those, the cross starts getting heavier. But, but at the heavier it is, you, can, you get your foot solid, you get your feet solid on the rock of Jesus, and you're going to walk across, you're going to make it across, because the, our final destination is to cross the finish line. In life, it will be the grievous things that help, that help lift us up to heaven. Why is that God allows the trials to come to us? Why does God allow the pain to come that is so intense that it seems to, to even, 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 even take the breath from our life? Why does God allow us to weep and, and cry over and over about the same crisis? Your pillow is wet with tears at night. You cry out to God, but it seems like He's not listening. You put a smile on your face when you deal with a, with a word, but, but deep inside, you are broken. There is pain. What can you do at a times like this? Job went through that kind of adversity. Hagar went through that kind of situation. Naomi went through that kind of difficulties. Hannah went through that kind of trial dark times in her life. Jacob feared for his life when Esau was coming to kill him. David was surrounded by his own men that wanted to stone him. Paul was stoned and left for dead. Why do you do in the situation that you find yourself in? What do you do? You trust in God. You continue to wait on the Lord. You continue to hold his hand even when, they, when you don't agree with the way he's leading you. you. You trust in God. He might not look the way you want it. Trust in God when deliverance is delayed. 1 Peter 4, 12, 13 says, Behold, do not think it strange concerning the fear of trial which is to try you. As though some strange things happening to you. But rejoice 
to the extent that you that you partake of Christ's suffering. But when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Paul and affliction are allowed. Pain and affliction is allowed so that people will keep close to the Lord in prayer. I'm telling you, we all go through something. We all go through something. Sometimes we don't like what we're going through. We don't want those things in our life. We don't want those times in our life. But it's the trials and the adversities that will purify us and bring us closer to God. It is that bearing of the burden that will strengthen us to endure all the way to the end in our walk with God. It is easy for people without much invested in this Christian walk to backslide, fall away. But I tell you what, I've come too far. I've been through so much hell to backslide now. I've been through so much setbacks and pain for me to walk out on God now. I don't understand why people who have been through hell on earth, Christian people, they turn their back on God. When After all that He has done for you, after all that He has brought you through, my friend, I tell you what, even though what I'm going through, what I'm going through, I'll still praise the name of Jesus. I don't understand why, why I'm going through it. And I don't understand why I have setbacks in my life. But I do know one thing, that God is faithful and God is good. I don't understand why I lost my spouse. And I don't understand what I've went through a divorce. And I don't understand what I've gone through. I lost my job. Oh, I lost a child. I don't understand it. But I do know one thing. God is faithful. And I don't understand why there's so much pain in the world. And I don't understand why there's so much hurt in the world. And I don't understand why there's so much evil in the world. But I do know this. God is faithful. God is mighty. God is wonderful. God is loving. Even though I don't understand what I'm going through. God is good. Get upon your feet. Even though I don't understand it. You know what? This world is getting crazier and crazier. This world is getting crazier and crazier. There's so much pain. There's so much hatred. There's so much hurt. I don't understand it. People are hurting. People are hurting all around us. You'd be surprised how many people come to your church on a typical day asking for help and prayer. Or Ron is my witness. He's seen it this week, past couple of weeks actually, working, working here at the church. People are hurting. God is faithful. God is a mighty God. The flood, the fire, the storms, the difficulties, the adversities, and the trying of their faith has produced a quality in them 
that is pure as gold. First Peter 5.10 says this, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. Things God wants to do for you after you have suffered a while, perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. Man, when you're going through what you're going through, always remember God is working out something on your life. Back in the day, we used to have you buy 35 film, camera film, and you take pictures with your camera. Remember those times? And you take your film, those who young people don't have no clue what I'm talking about. You take your film to the place, to the lab, and they will take the film. They call it the dark room. Because in the dark room cannot be no light. And that film had to experience a time of darkness. But on the other side, it will deliver a perfect, beautiful picture. A masterpiece taken by the master. My friends, sometimes the storm, the dark that we go through, it might be the dark room you're experiencing at this moment. But on the other side, we're going to see the glory of God. Let's bow our heads. Father, Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning for those who are maybe going through all kinds of trials and adversities. And, and sometimes we don't understand why the breakthrough has not come yet. Why the miracle has not come yet. But Lord, but while I'm waiting on you, God, I'm going to praise you. I don't understand everything, Lord, but you are faithful.